0: Hi there, everybody. Before we begin, I just want to apologize. There was a little bit of a technical difficulty uh, recording tonight's podcast. Something was up with uh, with Casey's mic that I didn't quite catch until afterwards, so I do apologize. This podcast's volume is going to be a bit on the soft side, so uh, if you do care to listen through the difficult circumstances we put you into. Uh, We had a really fun conversation today. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, If you don't listen to it, I totally understand. It kind of sucks. I I blame myself. I should have caught it sooner. But um, here you are, another episode of the Golf Guide Podcast. I hope you enjoy. I I feel a little bad that you are under the weather. Uh, but being the champion that you are, thank you. You know, thank you for showing up. This is, you know, I said, we'll, well, we'll, we'll still have some fun here today.
1: It's, it's not so bad. You, <sighs> you've toughed it out through worse here on this very podcast. I
0: I, I don't know if I could say that. I, I did not have to go through an entire day of of legalese and 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 such before I before arriving here. So
1: our esteemed listeners don't need to know any of this stuff. Well, it'll just only, it'll only only bother them as they spend their precious moments listening to our <laughs> golf podcast. So,
0: well, just know everybody that he through much mental strain, he's still here for my enjoyment and whoever is listening for yours as well. So, thank you, Kasum. Oh, it's my pleasure. Yeah, what's Thank you for having me. Yeah, what's going on, man? It, it it's been a couple weeks since we uh since we did our last podcast and this is, you know, it's this is nice. It, it's nice being back here. We're going to you know, I'm going to get a little groove going on from here on out, but uh yeah, it's nice to be back. This is this is good.
1: It's been far too long. Very little of any interest in the golf sense has happened in my life. Uh, haven't been able to watch nearly as much golf as I would like to. If I really could, you know, same with all of us. We spend about 80 hours a week on stuff we don't want to do in the first place. True. So, you know, if I could divide my time however I wanted, I would watch the entire PGA and European tour tournaments every week. And an occasional Asian tour event. And...
0: And the Euro's strong right now, too, because... The Euro's great. A lot of guys, you know, Rory hasn't even played in in an event yet, but that's going to change this weekend, I believe. On PGA Tour. Yes.
1: Yes, indeed. So I'd spend probably 20 hours a week watching golf. If they, you know... Let's just go into this, speaking of watching golf. They weren't doing me any favors when, you know, and everybody's complaining about this, and it's so true. For the Pro-Am, the AT&T at Pebble Beach, and and Monterey, and mm-hmm. uh, Spyglass.
0: Spyglass, they Monterey, Peninsula They, they refuse Pebble.
1: to do a full broadcast from the non-Pebble courses. And I understand. It's expensive. But
0: but it's ki- also kind of unacceptable. It's, it's part of the totally, tournament, isn't it?
1: totally unacceptable. I mean, from we a, a viewer standpoint, it see seems... We see one of those eye-level chips from Phil Mickelson for one hole of Spyglass. That's it Might as well not put any cameras out there. Yeah. Uh, we need the full everything.
0: Well, the crazy thing is is that both those other golf courses are fucking beautiful. Of
1: course. They're unbelievably beautiful golf courses that are
0: also located right on the ocean.
1: And I can't think that the courses are refusing to allow a TV set up there.
0: I mean, I know there's some because I was down there for uh, Monday and Tuesday, you know, during the practice rounds and kind of getting my media badge and just checking the course out. And I mean, there were TV towers set up on Spyglass. I mean, I, I, I was driving through the golf course. They were there. Now I'm just kind of wondering why they never got used. I don't remember used. seeing
1: a single shot from Spyglass that was not by a handheld or a tripod. But I, I could be wrong.
0: Even that, even if it's from a handheld or a tripod, that's okay. It's show more, idea. Just show more of it.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Monterey Peninsula Country Club is phenomenal. And I, I wish the people watching got to see more of it because it's a, it's a pretty special place. I mean, it's a private club. However, it's not ultra exclusive being yeah. that I think they have like a thousand members. They have some rich uh, riffraff there. They do that's what you're saying. They do a lot of Texas oil money oh. uh in in the membership at MPCC. But
1: jeez, you know quite a bit about these things. I
0: I got to talk to some folks, but I mean, that being said, it's a beautiful golf course. It would have been nice if everybody watching had uh, more of an opportunity to check it out. Yeah, well, you know. And, I, and I, same goes for Spyglass. I love Spyglass and I've
1: never seen it on TV. I got I caddied there for a friend of mine and I think I might have brought that up in a previous podcast. It's so beautiful. And I just that's would love I'd love to have the opportunity to see how the professionals played totally. there because I actually understand the course a little bit. I've been to Pebble Beach before, I've never played it, but you know, I've played it in video games a thousand times sure. and I <laughs> walked it for the US Open back when Graham McDowell won it. So that that's nice. But you know, the missing the opportunity to show the American people Spyglass Hill more is a mistake. Yeah. And I, I guess it's all about, you know, dollars and cents, but the well, tournament's got to be flush with cash. Look, at the field gets better and better every year.
0: It's a little odd because I remember watching that tournament on TV when I was younger, and I most certainly remember seeing players playing poppy. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when was right. it was at poppy, spy, I mean, they, they it seemed like they showed more footage from the other golf courses in years past, but now it's gotten to the point where because of the corporate sponsor dollars and everything like that that Dick takes a large portion of the broadcast it just seems like we're paying money for the pebble name you need to show pebble on tv I, I i think that's really just what it comes down to
1: they should at least keep going with the trend that they're taking up in general where they're doing the you know the new pga tour live uh online video broadcast which is what i watched hours. most of
0: the, my most of the time i spent watching it was doing that I mean, they only usually cover one or two groups, which kind of stinks. But that's
1: right. So at least offer us that yes. for, for spyglass for
0: the other courses. Totally,
1: absolutely. I mean, especially with fantasy golf and you know the the level of involvement, it, it, it's no longer the case that Sunday is the only important round totally. of a golf tournament. Totally, there's that entire other reason that gamblers and golf fans who have you know five dollars on it. And, you know, golf fans in general who want to see guys struggle to make the cut, you you want to see everything that matters. And that, these days, demands showing practically everything.
0: Good golf on Sunday is its own thing, but there's still something to be said about good professional-level golf, even if it's not on a Sunday that is just worth watching.
1: Can you imagine that there might be, you know... And this is the case for almost every tournament because of the constraints of broadcasting windows and when the players go off but you know we're we're still in a world where an albatross or a hole-in-one is never going to be photographed
0: isn't that crazy and
1: i don't know if you do this but you know you go back (laughs) and look at these albatross videos and they're the most amazing shots ever and there's just no record of them or it's the skimpiest record ever, where the guy's a little dot in the distance, and you don't even see the ball, they have to spot shadow it. I'm thinking of, uh, I think it was James Hahn had an albatross somewhere, like Hawaii. I can't remember where he had it. It might have been LA, Hawaii, I don't remember. But he had an albatross from, you know, 200-something yards with an iron out of the rough, and, you know, there was there was no behind the Hahn shot of it. Yeah, And uh, I, I get it. You know, you only have a certain number of camera people. You only have a certain number of cameras. You... You can't move from one player in a group to the next right away to shoot their you know pro you know down line view. Of they their still shot.
0: don't have cameras on every hole for every shot for every tournament. We need everything. Everything should be recorded and shot link. In this know. day and age, it is a shock that it's not because every other sport. Recorded,
1: and that was recorded, but it might as well have not been. You couldn't see anything, mm-hmm. and you could see the celebration. That was really the best part.
0: But... What What did you think? Uh, we'll, we'll jump back to the uh, uh, the program in a moment. We'll go over it real quick, but. Did you what did you think of Jang Hana's hole in one on the par 4 on the LPGA tour from a couple of weeks ago? So, just just to give you a, I'll I'll give you the uh, the scoop cuz I want to know what you think because I got a little bit of guff on Twitter from expressing like my opinion. Twitter guff. Some Twitter Twitter guffiness. I'm waiting for guffman. And uh Hana Jang or Jang Hana if you you know, if you're speaking proper Korean.
1: Well, you you have I, I, extensive I, knowledge. of I Kriana, would know. And that's not even a joke. I would, I
0: would know. She had a hole-in-one on a par four. Yes. Um, I believe would have been the last weekend of January, I think, was the tournament. And she had a hole-in-one on a par four. But the par four was 200 and... How many yards? Take a guess.
1: So I, I read this... I read that this happened, but I didn't see any of the specifics. So this is a guess. 200... 60 yards.
0: 218 yards.
1: Okay. Okay, yeah. I see, what you're, I see where you're going.
0: My thing, everybody was, I mean, the thing is, it's still a spectacular accomplishment. And I feel bad because this is me longer than any take, shot I've Yeah, done. taking, you know, someone who got a hole-in-one and, you know. And an albatross. And an albatross. And because everybody's like, this is so spectacular. And my only comment was, it's a spectacular accomplishment. It feels weird calling it an albatross
1: yeah i mean let, let's try to make a comparison to the men's game so the women's the, the middle player on the LPGA tour, let's say like number number 80 okay. in the world on the driving distance list mm-hmm. how far is she hitting the ball it's probably about 262 to is it that high
0: i if i had to guess like the 80th woman in the world, what is her average drive distance? And 80th in driving distance. I'd probably, not 80th s- in the world I'd in probably say 250, give or take 15 you think it's yards. 250? 250, give or take Let, 15 let's split, yards. Let's
1: split our guesses and say it's 255. Okay. So the hole is 37 yards short of full driver.
0: She did not hit a driver. I, I do know. So
1: exactly. And you wouldn't if it was 37 yards short. You would right. hit a three wood or a, a hybrid. So the men's equivalent. What, what is that percentage-wise? Let's not do too much math here for our, for our I mean, listeners. Give or take.
0: It would be like having a 270-yard par-4 on the PGA Tour. You know, I'm
1: counting that as a full-scale a full scale albatross for a man. So if I'm going to do that, then I need to count the 218 as a full-scale albatross for a female player. Okay, And, uh, you know, it doesn't need to be that it's driver distance. I mean, obviously, an albatross that's a, at uh, full driver distance is going to be more impressive.
0: I just felt that because, I mean, th- these women are unbelievable, and for them, there's a lot of 220, 230-yard par threes on the LPGA tour. That's not uncommon.
1: So your beef mostly is that there are par threes that are longer, not that.
0: My beef is not with her because no, no, she no, got no. a hole in one. No, no. My of beef is with whoever set up the tournament and called right. it a par four.
1: Right. I see what you mean.
0: That that's
1: yeah. There. This takes us back to the to a philosophical uh, discussion. Please. And I, I've got my view of it, but what is par really?
0: It's a guideline.
1: For how to play the hole. Yes. Right. That's all it is. So, there, essentially the whole concept of birdie, eagle, albatross, that was only ever put in the game of golf to keep track, mm-hmm. uh, especially for tournament play. Yeah, good call. The, golf really is a game, of course, we all know this, and this is, this is how I feel about it. It's a game of, of strokes taken it's it's additive totally. that's all it is so Cats. brilliant therefore yeah of course so <laughs> so so therefore you know a hole in one's a hole in one because you hit one in on the first shot but we all know some people who might be sitting at this very table who have holes in one on 100 yard par threes and that's the same as a hole in one on a 190 yard par three I mean even though it's not as good of a shot it's still mm-hmm. a hole in one I guess you're right and the same with an albatross mm-hmm. we all know albatrosses on you know Let's let's take number ten at Bennett Valley to go back to our stomping grounds. Sure. In the summer, on a windy day, I've had pitching wedge into that par five. Yeah. I might have even had sand wedge into that par five because the ball literally goes three hundred and forty yards, and I don't even hit the ball that far. No. But you don't have to, and so
0: when it's a four hundred and sixty yard par five with rock hard fairways, right? Yes,
1: it's a it's a it's a runway. So mm-hmm. if I were to get an albatross on that hole, I would go around with an albatross tattooed on my forehead and i couldn't care how far it was i could not you know i really don't care i couldn't care if it bounced off a bird and went into the hole so you know and anyway i'm i'm buying into the artifice i think it should be fair for everybody so so hats off
0: you know I, i think what i'm realizing now is i still have a little bit of a beef with whoever made it a par four but the fact of the matter is it's a hole in one at what would be the equivalent of like a 250 to 260 yard par 3 for a man or a par 4 or a, 200, a 255 yard golf hole. Yes. And, you know, you know, and she she got a hole in one. That was that was pretty awesome. So, even though I brought it up in a negative light, it still I still feel like it should have been highlighted because you don't see that very often.
1: It's a real short par 4 hole. <laughs> but that's okay.
0: But it's still a hole in one.
1: Yeah, let's let's say you're number 7 at Pebble Beach and you get a hole in one. I mean, that would be a pretty that rad, would be, that'd be a pretty rad place amazing. to get a hole in one. <laughs> it's 95 yards. So,
0: anyway. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Well, going back to Pebble, I I watched a little bit every day, but I can't say that I watched a ton of the tournament, but what I did watch, you know, when I wasn't thinking about wanting to watch golf on Spyglass and and Monterey Peninsula. It was good. The weather was spectacular. It was
1: spectacular. It was so beautiful. It was the kind of golf tournament where you want to be somewhere around somebody in your life who doesn't really care about golf. So you can just elbow them in their ribs and point your thumb out in the direction of the television and say, hey, look at what we get to play. Not that we get to play that course very often, but look at the, look at the game that takes you to a place like that. And nope. look at how good these people are at the game.
0: What other sport do you get to play the game in a setting like that well I mean uh, sports that have professional leagues
1: right no well, I always I always thought that uh, Tropicana Field had a nice <laughs> sort of vibe to it <laughs> you
0: know golf nature perfected yeah that's Na- nature... n- need more be said
1: yeah I mean I'm I'm all in favor of the, the trends in golf And <laughs> to, to... by the way I won't let that
0: Tropicana Field quip go uh, unnoticed that was beautiful
1: I'm all in favor of golf courses, you know, doing the whole minimal disturbance of nature thing and, uh, you know, environmentally sensitive agronomy and water practices and, you know, having the golfers deal with, you know, some, some variance in, in the conditions out there. That's all important for, for the world and for the future of the game. But golf is still, it, it, it's great to see nature a little bit sort of turned into a playground. <laughs> it's to it's a degree beautiful. W- within reason.
0: You know. I mean, I know that I'm a little sick in the head, and that's why I have this you know, this view. But to me, a beautiful place in nature that has golf built into it, to me, is more visually appealing than just looking at nature, Well, let's for be, the most part.
1: Let's be honest. I'm not hiking anywhere. <laughs> so the only way I'm walking <laughs> yeah. in nature ever is if it's on a golf course. <laughs> so I have to appreciate <laughs> golf for even getting me to appreciate nature. Yeah,
0: good for you. <laughs> uh yeah good point good point what else are you going to walk through sand dunes up and down around sand dunes next to the ocean i I
1: have i've got my face down in a pillow (laughs) every night for for four hours when i get home from work and then i Mm -hmm. take a shower in the morning and then i'm back at work and you just
0: need to be on a golf course more i I, think i think that would do wonders
1: you need to work in the golf industry somehow I'm, i'm i'm trying to make it happen
0: it's and nice, but I got to tell you, unless you're really, really good at golf, it doesn't pay very well. Yeah,
1: well, hey, <laughs> that's a good point. Um, even if you're really good at golf, it usually doesn't pay well. Even if you're really good at golf, yeah, exactly. So,
0: well, speaking of not very good at golf, Von Taylor won the AT and T Pebble Beach Pro hey,
1: Am. You know what? The son of a bitch has three <laughs> wins, three wins on the PGA Tour. It's
0: pretty impressive. That is
1: higher than almost everybody.
0: Well, I mean, he. Okay, so the weekend, so last weekend, the weekend before the pro am, he withdrew from a web.com dot uh, event in Colombia, right. or something like that, and then flew up was all jet lag, recovering from yeah, being sick, sick right? and everything like that. And, and then he goes out and he wins the pro am.
1: You thought know, he, thought he, stud? I thought he came off great. And I remember it wasn't that long ago where he was on some epic tear. I don't remember exactly when it was, but he I, was hot as hell for a while. I
0: have to admit, I remember nothing about Von Taylor. I mean, now you know that I'm reading up on it, but before I, you know, I watched him win and then read a couple articles on him afterwards. I remembered nothing.
1: I couldn't have told you who he was if he walked down the street, but no. I remembered the name Von Taylor. He had a yeah. guy won twice on the tour. I mm-hmm. mean, that that is terrific. A guy winning three times on the tour separated by the amount of time that it was separated. That's a, you know, he's he's almost in the Hall of Fame <laughs> Considering how infrequently people ever win on tour now, yeah, no kidding. Phil Mickelson hasn't won in five. He hasn't won since the Open Championship, Which is on the crazy. PGA tour. He hasn't won in five hundred days and in fifty starts. I think.
0: Two thousand thirteen Open Championship, right at Field, That was his last win.
1: It was so. It's been more more than five hundred days. I think. I think that's the last win. It's been fifty, 50 starts.
0: Man, oh man.
1: For uh, first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the ten best players he's ever played golf. He hasn't won fifty starts.
0: So here's here's my. My question to you now. Give me your analysis on Phil's two down with two to play at Pebble on Sunday. He cans a 15-footer on 17 for birdie to pull it within one and leaves himself a five, six-foot birdie putt on 18, hits the lip and goes out. Loses by one. Yeah. What do you think about Phil right now?
1: Phil was missing short putts pretty much the whole round. He
0: looked like shit on Sunday. He did. And he He, looked so good. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I
1: have have to feel like I'm on that golf course where, you know, you – Played the U.S. Open a few times. You haven't won since a, ma- a major championship. Mm-hmm. That you get nervous. It has to be that way.
0: You think he was nervous?
1: I think so. Or maybe he wanted it too much. Somehow, mentally, it affected him. Because yeah. the putting on those greens is hard. Nobody can say otherwise. It's They're hard to read. They're weird. They're better than they have been in the past. There was good weather for green conditions. Mm-hmm. His putt on 18 rolled completely true. He just hit it too hard or actually he didn't read enough break into it. I think based yeah. on what I saw, he, he started it too far out to the left, but in any case, he missed a lot of short putts like me and, <laughs> and it's as simple as that. And he had a few bizarre shots too. I didn't see his entire round, but there was a shot he hit on the front nine. It was an, it was an 85 yard wedge uphill. And
0: which Phil from inside 95 is
1: He's one of the best wedge players. He might be that's the a, best wedge ever player ever. That's ever and lived. He he took the pin out at Tory Pines one time on a 90-yard shot.
0: In an interview after that round when he was talking to me, he was like, yeah, like, I expect myself anywhere from 95 in. I'm landing it within five yards of the yeah, hole. Yeah,
1: exactly. So this one he actually landed about 25 yards away from the hole, <laughs> short and in a bunker, and it was a miracle it didn't plug.
0: Yeah. And it
1: was, a, it was a shot that you and I would be really upset yeah. at hitting. And... I, I, it was on a bit of an upslope it wasn't the greatest lie in the world but it was fine it was in the middle of the fairway I, I have to think that mentally you get tight very you want it too badly very uncharacteristic for and, Phil and the reason why I think that is because he seemed to sputter in on the shots that are the simplest mm-hmm. and the shots that are harder they weren't quite as nerve-wracking maybe and it, it sort of supports the mental theory it could have been it could have been energy yeah. Uh, those are the only two explanations I can think of. His swing looks pretty good. He's driving the ball real nicely um, in terms of distance. He's got energy usually. So, it you know, it, it's a shame. Everybody wanted to see that playoff at least. Oh, I didn't need him to win it, it but I, been wanted, so good. I wanted to see it.
0: Absolutely. Uh, any, any golf fan wants to see one of the big boys in a playoff with somebody. And even, actually, oftentimes when it's a, a lesser-known player, it almost makes for even more drama because you know it's a David versus Goliath type thing. You got to pick who you support yeah. in that kind of situation. Man, yeah, that would have been good. Well, that being said, Phil's—he's not—he's playing well. He is. Do you think he wins this year? Oof.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll say I'll say yes. Even though this is usually one of the stronger parts of his year, so he's you know sure trying to win one now, but. Phil's chances at Augusta. He can always win. He's always got a chance at Augusta. Yeah, he does. He's won there way too many times to not have a chance every time he goes out there. Man. The Masters, you know, I, I say this maybe a hundred times a day. I say this to strangers. Mm-hmm. I say this to the barista at Starbucks. <laughs> uh, the Masters is going to be great this year.
0: It's going to be so good.
1: It's going to be so great.
0: No and Tigers. We'll
1: leave it there. Yeah, that's a shame, but it's got everything.
0: What do you think about this big four? Now that everybody's saying golf has a big four. Ricky
1: Fowler is playing
0: awesome. I would love to see Ricky win the Masters. It'd be cool. It would be cool, wouldn't it?
1: Ricky is great for golf. Totally. There is no arguing that. And he's a likable guy.
0: What do you think about his golf swing?
1: It's a little strange, but it's it's really powerful.
0: It's beautiful, but I can't figure out why it, it doesn't look as...
1: I think it's just because of his stunning
0: size. And, and, and wonderful as, like, say, like a tiger swing. Or...
1: I think he has kind of a violent transition or something from the top, and it's a little oh. flat. Uh, he doesn't have a very vertical swing.
0: God, he's a fucking player, though.
1: He's so good. God,
0: he's so good. He
1: really is athletic. I love the narrow calves on the pants. You and like the big high tops. Do you like the
0: joggers and high tops? I think it's great. You think it's it a good look? It looks awesome. Good.
1: It's a good, good look. Golf good. needs to. You know, narrowed the bottom of pants. Totally. That's important for the game.
0: <laughs> I I just like that something different is happening, and most people aren't complaining that people are kind of embracing sure. a little bit okay. of a change because yeah. well, golf's been too far up its own ass for too long. We're it,
1: struggling as much as it is. Yeah. You know.
0: That's no, I, I think it's awesome. And the fact, the fact that he's playing as good as he is while, you know, being a little more fashion forward, it's great for the game.
1: We need what's ricky fowler's window to win a major before he's no longer cute because he's, he's really popular with kids because he looks kind of young even with the stupid mustache so when does he hit the wall and turn ugly and weird looking and, and no longer able to bring kids into the game
0: that's a great question when does ricky fowler when is he not cute Man, that's a great question it might
1: be a little harder for you than me to determine that.
0: Well, the first question is, how old is Ricky Fowler right now?
1: Ricky Fowler is 25, is he not?
0: Ricky Fowler. This is really great radio. When people get to just watch somebody, you know, look up stuff on the internet. Ricky is just a couple months younger than me, born December of 88.
1: So he's 26? He's 27. I can't even add anymore. He's 27. I'm, I'm really not a smart guy. Okay, he's 27. Barely 27. If Ricky, he's, he's got, like, two more years.
0: I would have given him a little more leeway than that. I would have said, if he hasn't won a major by his 30th birthday, maybe even 31st birthday. Like, I would give him two and a half to three more years before it's not cute anymore. So, basically, this is 2016, 17, already, 18. If he hasn't won a major by the end of 2018, it's no longer cute.
1: He's already pushing it, though. Like...
0: I mean, how old was Phil when he won for the first time at Augusta? It's
1: not about that, though. Like, it, it's, it's not about... It had
0: gotten way past the point of being cute for Phil, too. So, I mean, it, it's, I'm, you know...
1: I think we're, we're talking about different things. I'm talking about his appearance mm. and whether he's still going to be a, kind of like a youthful mascot for kids. I think it's depending you see on so how many, many tournaments little, he wins. You see... T- yeah, okay. The, if, they, if they started liking him, they always will. I mean, that's always going to be the case. If
0: he's he's not winning majors, but he's still winning big tournaments like the players, or he wins the the Pebble Pro-Am, or high-profile non-major events, as long as he's winning at least one of those every year, he can still be cute until he hits like 31 or 32.
1: Oh, so you think that his ugliness has something to do with whether he's winning or not? Yeah. It's possibly. It's true. I think that eventually, though, somebody looks too adult- and then the kids can't identify with you anymore. You, you know. need to look like you're, you know, a teenage kind of, you know, upstart. And Ricky Fowler, you know, still kinda of looks like that. You better just
0: hope that he has that wispy, wispy mustache. The mustache and is terrible. It, but it's so it, it's terrible in a good way because it still makes him look really young.
1: I guess it does. It's true. A bad you know, mustache it, makes you look young. A bad mustache, you're not gonna look too old. It looks like a fourteen year old's mustache. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah, well I would not be surprised at all to see Ricky Fowler win a major this year. You'd have to be foolish to, to think that he doesn't have a chance. He sure. plays so well, and he that Players Championship last year probably was the best tournament of the year. It was terrific.
0: <sighs> that shot on the par three, and then the eighteen, where he just stuck it to like what five feet?
1: Well, he the whole back, <laughs> the whole the whole back nine was amazing. I think he might have birdied five holes in, or yeah. four in. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but he Almost he stunned. shot like 30 or 31 on that back nine. <sighs> he. You know, slowly but surely, he, you look at his track record in the last couple of years, he plays great on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And he plays great coming in on Sunday. Uh, it didn't always turn into wins for him because he usually, you know, had a little bit too much ground to make up and mm-hmm. was coming up short. But
0: His Abu Dhabi Sunday was great. Yep. I mean, so he may have, he does have a win already this year. <sighs> yeah. That, that, and, Who would you and, like and he's to the see? fourth best player in the world right now. There's still three guys that are who do you want pretty to pretty unanimously considered better than he is it's true
1: yeah. and they are better than him yeah although you know jason day he he played pretty well and in, in uh, monterey mm-hmm. so you know can't be that bad but i always get scared when i see a guy is taking like six weeks off from <laughs> swinging a golf club just what are you thinking
0: With are nothing, you insane nothing but what makes it even crazier is that he's still i mean i think he uh wait way i think he did, tied for 11th or yeah, 15th or that, something like at Monterey. Obvious, and
1: obviously that's fine.
0: Top 20 finishes and you still do that. But yeah. The expectation for him is no longer finishing top 20.
1: I think finishing top 20 is okay, but I so evidently it didn't affect him, but I I wonder about the I guess you're so confident in yourself, but I wonder like I don't know about you, but if I'm playing good golf one day, I can't even go one day. And of course I'm much worse than these players are, but you must have balls of steel <laughs> to take that much time off in the sport of golf because it could go any day
0: it might have had something to do with his his son being so young and also i think his wasn't his wife pregnant and they had a they had another child she, yeah she was pregnant like in the off season
1: okay but it, it, it's one thing to take time off tournament golf but you won't even go to the driving range <laughs> i'm serious
0: of the top four guys who do you think has the best golf swing I know. I think I know Rory, your answer, Roy. You're probably right, but I love Jason Day's swing. It is so strong. I, I I just feel like he could just just decapitate the head off an ogre.
1: Yeah, and, and the oh. just, it's just so. It's poof, just a little more violent. I
0: I kind of like the violence. That's that's why I love Tiger swing so much. It's the the violence is appealing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, you,
1: you can't find anything wrong with any of their golf swings. Yeah, I mean, Ricky Fowler true. has gone through a million, you know, his swing is drastically different. It was so wrong for mm-hmm. a while, and he wasn't playing great golf, but he's fixed it now. It still has remnants of the way it used to be. And then Jordan Spieth's swing, you could find a lot to, to criticize about it but from an still, aesthetic still, standpoint, still but you sound like an idiot. So, <laughs> but but I don't think you can really argue among those four players that, I mean, I don't think there's really a great argument that Rory McIlroy isn't the most beautiful. It is stunning. Sure. So work, work of art.
0: Yeah. Well, so... His
1: balance on the finish is just staggering.
0: And the funny thing is, his is violent without looking violent.
1: He swings hard as hell. Fucking hard. But <laughs> <Like it's, laughs> And he has a little bit of a hitch at the top, but it doesn't really seem to matter. I just... his bal- he, He's got the best balance. Size-wise, he's
0: not really that different from you or I.
1: He is the same size as me. He weighs about 20 pounds more than me because he actually has been into a gym in the last <laughs> five years.
0: Uh, so Von Taylor wins. Phil, one shot behind. A couple of Swedes finished third and fourth in Blix and Jacobson.
1: What number? Go ahead. Sorry.
0: Final thoughts on what's your final uh, Von your thing, take on, on, on Monterey?
1: The Von Taylor thing just brings up a question, and then we can answer this real quickly. Say a guy never wins a major. Say, let's say he never even gets on a Ryder Cup team.
0: Mm-hmm. Another Ryder Cup team. 2006. No,
1: any Ryder Cup team.
0: Wasn't Von Taylor on the 2006 I, Ryder talking, Cup team? I'm talking about a hypothetical guy. Okay.
1: Say that you never make the Ryder Cup, you never win a major. How many times do you have to win on the PGA Tour to get in the Hall of Fame?
0: Mm, 13.
1: Okay. I think it's that many. Yeah.
0: yeah. Sadly, but... I mean, it's the Hall of Fame.
1: It's real tough if you're not on the Ryder Cup. I think you can definitely get in it if you haven't won a major. The the standards because
0: of... I, I think thirteen that's like enough where it's like he won a lot of tournaments. I mean, yeah, he wasn't on a Ryder Cup, but it's like he won a lot of tournaments because thirteen is a lot. And I that, think that, that's of, a lot of tournaments.
1: You think of most great players, if you win thirteen tournaments, you're you're gonna be on the Ryder Cup team. I mean, I'm I'm just trying yeah. to throw that out hypothetically. So
0: basically, you 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 win the Honda Classic every year.
1: Honda Classic is not that bad. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then you, you don't, do, the anything. You don't do anything for the rest of the year or something. You, you, you win the prize.com prize like prize open with a beautiful Silverado. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how many you'd have to win. I think that's a pretty good guess. But nobody even wins that many anymore. I think Zach Johnson is the the next guy closest to Phil, and he's got a in terms of active in terms of wins? wins on tour, and it's like twelve. Wow, and he's amazing. Johnson, he is so an, he's awesome. such an obvious hall of famer. But you think about it, he's been on a, a bunch of Ryder Cup teams, but not all of them. Mm-hmm. And uh two majors.
0: You know, I I think the thing is
1: so two majors obviously you're in, but
0: well anybody that wins 13 times on tour is obviously going to be in a Ryder Cup team because anybody that wins that often is obviously also going to be in the top in the 10 rankings. Top 10 in a lot of other tournaments, of it's a, you know. You only win a small percentage of them, but the good players are sitting there in top ten, so they're always there. They're always competitive. Their names are always being mentioned. Definitely. But it's, it's funny. Like, what if you won thirteen times on tour and then just missed half your cuts the other time and never won?
1: Yeah, you think of a guy. the The closest example in in sort of recent memory, and he he was on the Ryder Cup team, but um, say that he didn't somehow. Say that based on timing or the they it changed the point out. system. They, they're Let's no just longer. just pretend it didn't work out. It's all captains' picks, and you're not you're not just not on the Ryder Cup. Jimmy Walker, hmm. he's a guy who was so, so good, and he's still good, he's still playing good golf, but he was hotter than the surface of the sun for a long time, and he's led the, I saw this graphic during the broadcast of the AT&T, he's led the FedEx Cup more weeks than anybody, what? since, except Tiger Woods, since its creation, <laughs> by by a significant margin. Like, he's clearly second place. He's led it for like 48 weeks. Because he always wins early. He always wins Hawaii. He always wins California. Uh, But then, you know, I I know about him. He obviously hasn't won a major. Hmm. And I don't think he's won a PGA Tour event outside of certain states. I saw this bit of trivia around, and it's amazing. that I think Texas, California, and Hawaii are the only states of the union in which he's won tournaments. And he's won a lot of them. He might have won nine or ten tournaments in the last two years, which is a staggering number. What? And they're always in three states. If he's in any other state, bet the farm against him. He just can't win them somehow. Even mm. even ones he places pretty well in. So don't hold me to those three states. I just know that his his geographical range is awfully limited.
0: Jimmy Walker, PGA Tour wins. October 13th, 2013, com Open. Mm-hmm. There you go. Win number two, Sony Open in Hawaii. Win number three, Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Win number four, Sony Open in Hawaii. Win number five, Valero, Texas Open.
1: This is only five wins? Yes. I'm surprised. Five, five
0: wins, uh, three nationwide tour wins, results in major championships, not great. Although last year... Finished top fifty, Masters, U.S. Open, Open Championship, and missed the cut at the PGA.
1: Yeah, that's not great for a player. A Although, I'm sorry, weight.
0: 2014, three top tens in majors.
1: Oh, that's great. Okay,
0: so, so t- tied so, for eighth at the 2014 Masters.
1: And he has high finishes in tournaments that he doesn't win. Yeah, he, he d- isn't a guy who misses a lot of cuts either. But
0: hotter than the surface of the sun for 2014 is what yeah, you're.
1: S- yeah, I thought he won more than that. I, he, it's the only name you could hear for months. But in any case just goes to show that that's incredible. there's so many quirks about these players about where they win about you know what do you think Jimmy Walker has a Hall of Fame career I mean certainly not no but he I mean he's a, he was done he still
0: won more tournaments than 98 percent of the guys that ever go on tour he
1: let, he's <laughs> behind Tiger Woods in leading the FedEx Cup list for the last nine years he's ahead of Phil Mickelson. he's ahead of Zach Johnson he's ahead of everyone
0: that's so odd man I honestly never would have thought even even golf fans, like myself, know who Jimmy Walker is, but don't really know anything about him.
1: Yeah. He's a nice guy. Man.
0: Yeah. Very, very interesting. The Oklahoman. By the way, I only know that because I have a Wikipedia page right in front of me, so don't. Um, but one last little thing about the Pro-Am. Von Taylor. Very cool. He gets an inv- invite to the Masters now. Yeah, he
1: was very excited about that. I guess he grew up From around. Augusta. Yeah, that's right.
0: His best buddy, apparently, from childhood, is the starter at uh, augusta that is pretty cool uh so that for him that seems like it's that's pretty cool that he gets to go and uh and he gets to play there that's a lot cooler than what i'm gonna be doing <laughs> today I promise you that. <laughs> did did you uh oh man you got me all kinds of fucked up <laughs> um i guess we'll have to move on because i can't remember what I, what I was gonna say that's fine i apologize yeah well Looking forward to this weekend.
1: It's going to be great. I insist on watching a lot more golf than I did last weekend. My clients are just going to have to find another way to sort their lives
0: As a man who uh, spent his undergrad years in Westwood and and, and graduated from the esteemed law school at at UCLA, do you have any kind of a connection with Riviera at all?
1: I was so close to going to this tournament (laughs) so many times and i it just never, never worked out. Ne- it was just a bus ride away, I swear to god. And it just never happened. I was out of town one year. Then who I, oh. the person I was going to go with fell through and i just you know, during law school, you know, you're just busy. Yeah. I, I I didn't I don't even have a really good excuse to tell you the truth. And i, I did get to play a lovely, you know, LA North, which i told that story but sure. I never got to play Riviera. Mm. And uh it was always there. You know, I took the bus past it a few times.
0: I've got a typically great Ricky story for you on Riviera. Before we jump through, let's do it. My dad grew up in Brentwood. Did he? My dad grew up in Brentwood, and his uh, his dad owned a clothing manufacturer shop down in Venice Beach. They lived in Brentwood, and he attended Pacific Palis- Palisades High School, home of Steve Kerr as well. You yeah. know, fellow alumni. Right, right. And the high school golf team's home course oh my God. was Riviera, oh, okay. but of course. He didn't like playing golf because his parents played golf, so he refused to play golf when he was in high school. (laughs) But better yet, this is what he he may or may not have spent many of his adolescent years exploring mind-altering substances whilst walking the grounds of Riviera Country Club. (laughs) That's that's wonderful. (laughs) Is, Is that not awesome? I mean, the not playing in high school thing is completely dumb. And sure. infuriating, sure. But yeah, it's uh, man. I would love to play that golf course. I've, I've, I've never even been. Like I've never even seen it. Never like, I've never seen any a single blade of grass wow. in that entire golf course with yeah. my own with my own eyes.
1: It's not so much about how it looks. It's got the cool clubhouse. It's mm-hmm. got the cool 18th hole. Um, it's a nice looking golf course. I've only seen it on TV and and through the fence, driving down. Uh, you know i guess sunset boulevard up there or or, uh montana or what i don't know the names of the streets i do know the names but i don't know which one that's okay i think it's montana avenue but the uh the course is kind of it's a parkland course it's got big giant eucalyptus trees and and cedars and or whatever the hell they are i'm not an arborist but they're they're a bunch of big giant trees with white trunks and they, you know, it's it's a tight golf course. It's very it's, L.A. It's too. It's a tight layout. It's very L.A. But you ask the pros; mm-hmm. they've done these surveys. Which venue do you like the best that you play on the tour, mm-hmm. a regular tour stop, not any of the majors? And it has just to, to do with happen. the
0: golf course. Like the clubhouse is not taken into account. I don't think it. I don't think it's about. It's not the, the overall experience. It's just the golf course.
1: I believe so. Okay. I think it's not about the event. It's not about the you know the the. The range. What
0: golf course do you enjoy playing the most? Yeah, that you play every year on yeah. tour.
1: And Riviera is always in the top five. Always, the the players who play there love it. Mm-hmm. And we, and I'm surprised to tell you the truth because it's not a modern style course, mm-hmm. and it's also and it's cramped, and it's also a, a California course that's close to the ocean. It's about a, you know three quarters of a mile or a mile away.
0: That's and not on the ocean.
1: ocean. And the greens. You know, they, they have that atmospheric, oceanic kind of thing. They're not mm-hmm. going to be as good as the greens at a, a you know, Midwestern golf course. They can mm-hmm. be. So, d- notwithstanding all of those things, the pros love Riviera. They just adore it.
0: Yeah. I'd like to go play it.
1: Yeah, who wouldn't? <laughs> you want to go tomorrow?
0: Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. I think they have Drop direct, everything. They have direct flights from Sonoma County down to down to Los Angeles, so we'll just...
1: You know who's landing on fairways in LA is Harrison Ford. You remember that story? <laughs> that was funny.
0: <laughs> what is Harrison Ford doing driving in an airplane? Isn't every it, every should s- he be allowed to do that?
1: No. First of all, he's <laughs> coo- he's kooky. But every board celebrity is flying planes or driving race cars that are way too fast for them. Harrison, for- I mean, come on. The small plane. If I had that much money, would you get me? I wouldn't even ride in a small plane. No. <laughs> driven by by, by uh, Sully Sullenberg <laughs> I'd be like it's a small plane forget it I'm staying on <laughs> the ground no thank you I'm uh, way too rich <laughs> he, he and didn't... then it was the, great, the greatest part about it is that he landed in the middle of the fairway it was actually like on the apron of a par 4 I think <laughs> right in the middle of a bunch of people's rounds of golf <laughs> golf courses are free this is a whole other subject golf courses are frequent emergency landing spots oh, and yeah. it's, they're not always successful I could I could imagine and, not. <laughs> so if you're out there playing golf, you better you know listen for airplanes and distress. Don't don't, don't don't have your headphones.
0: Don't play with headphones in.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I mean I could see why. One gouged out part of the 18th fairway at uh, at Rooster. Hmm. Indeed.
0: Which makes sense. It and is, I'm not it sure. I'm right not runway. sure how
1: that ended either, to tell you the truth. But hey. yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's no good. Well, Harrison Ford, he didn't land on any golf course at. Anybody outside of LA really cares about, did he?
1: It was the Muni down there. It was uh I don't think it was Rancho Park, which I have played. Hmm. It was another one, I think. Who
0: Interesting. knows? Interesting. Anyway. Interesting. So-
1: Rancho Park was eighty five dollars to play a six and a half hour round on a Sunday. Mm. Just you know That's that's brutal. what it's like to be a golfer in LA. That's brutal. That's why O. J. was so angry that he couldn't <laughs> that he wasn't welcome at most of the private clubs after he killed those people. <laughs> that was the worst part about Uh, the whole thing for him is that he used to play Riviera and, and Air, and he was welcome literally anywhere. And, uh, then after that he had to play public courses,
0: man, what a rough life.
1: It it was horrible for him. (laughs) He suffered a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel his pain. Right. I know what it's like. Well, not exactly. But, uh, if you were, uh, any, any thoughts going into the tournament this weekend, any, any people you like, any, you know. Just general thoughts. If somebody was playing fantasy golf, anybody you got your eye on that maybe you'd want to – I I don't want to
1: bother anybody with with my fantasy golf opinions right now because I'm definitely not educated enough on who's trending (laughs) up and trending down and and what the prices are. I mean I haven't even looked at – I promised the listeners that I will start getting reacquainted with all of that because I was addicted to it last year and now my life is being run by – sorts of forces beyond my control.
0: Bunch of legal nonsense.
1: Yeah. So once that's over with, I'll be right back to gambling like a degenerate. I'm going to Reno in March. Fantastic. So I need to get my master's bets ready to place at the Peppermilk Casino. Good. So I'll I'll be back into it. Reno this weekend? No, no. uh, for March Madness. Oh. So... Actually, i actually might to go to Reno this weekend also. But really? Not no for gambling, kidding. just for a concert. I'm I, I, I am so tired, and yet I have these things that are offered to me that sound fun, and I really <laughs> shouldn't do them.
0: You probably should just go sleep for 48 hours and um, then head back to work. My goodness. The temptation of, of fun is, you know, you only live once. Come on. I would be most interested
1: this weekend in seeing if uh, Spieth can snap out of this little funk that he's in. Mm-hmm. He obviously, you know cruised to victory in Hawaii, so it's not the longest funky I ever saw. He, he kicked ass. He's already won on tour this year, but um, he didn't play well in Monterey, mm-hmm. and uh, he didn't play well in Singapore either by his standards. He's just looking a little sluggish and tired. So I want to see if he can bounce back. It's probably not going to happen. I mean, he's on the heels of another event.
0: Yeah. Well, interestingly enough, he said before his round on Sunday, you might have seen this too, he said that His head wasn't in the right place. He said something where he's he's had a bad attitude, which is pretty impressive for a guy that young to just be able to notice that. Because then immediately after he said that, he went out and shot, what, like 65 on Sunday?
1: Sometimes bad attitude, though, you know, you think, oh, it's because of my bad attitude. But everybody has a limited reservoir of willpower and patience. Mm -hmm. And those are so important for golf. Sure. It's such a mental game, of course. So. If you play all these events and you're taking flights from Asia and you're doing sponsor events and you're going this place and that place, mm-hmm. then of course your head's not going to be in the right place when it needs to be on the golf course because you're tired.
0: The guy was going. How many different time zones can the dude play competitive golf in? And he's twenty-one to start, he's, to, start to start the year out. I mean, it's
1: and he's not even really. I think you know you still get stronger through your twenties as a golfer. Oh sure. Not just with your skills, but your body, and so you know he's he's young and he's tired. He needs more rest than he's getting. That's my personal opinion, and sure. I haven't spoken to him. <laughs> he, he, I lost, I lost his number. <laughs> I, my phone fell in the toilet. But uh, he, you know, I I always worry about the guys who do all these sponsor events and oh, yeah. do the tournaments on the other side of the world for the appearance feeds. He was in he Middle was East, in the United Southeast Arabic, Asia, and.
0: It's, Hawaii, it's uh, mainland. It's yeah, tiring. It's, oh, it's exhausting. It's gotta get, gotta it's get completely ready. Completely exhausting, gotta especially get... considering he's out there playing practice rounds, pretty much from Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then is playing a four day tournament. I think
1: I, sometimes he's getting into these tournaments just to play on Thursday with no seeing the golf course is sight unseen, which I, I find to be a bit of a it's crazy. It's a bit of a red flag in a way. Not that you know he he can do whatever he wants, and if he's getting these appearance fees, who am I to say? don't take it, but...
0: Well, I know courses that I'm not totally familiar with. If I get a chance to play it in back-to-back days, I always play better the second day. And I can only imagine if you're really good at golf, that is only magnified.
1: For some reason, I, I just would want to see a golfer play tournaments that... And this is kind of romantic. Play tournaments that he thought he had done everything for to win it.
0: That is and good. I don't know if any player... Very really, romantic. And
1: I don't, I don't even know if every player does that. I'm sure they don't, because you know if you're sponsored by Honda you'll play the Honda Classic even if you know you'll play like garbage at the golf course he
0: played so. uh in Monterey he was playing starting Monday I mean he he was there, oh, so he was there the a while. first day cuz I know that when I was there I was at Pebble on last last Monday for the very first day of practice rounds where I mean there's really no
1: Did you did you see Jordan Spieth at
0: all? <sighs> he was finished by the time I got there because there's no set tee times just whoever shows yeah, up sure. can just go play and I think I actually took a picture of the. They have a little hand-drawn leaderboard, or it's basically just a t-sheet of like who ended up going and teeing off at what times. And Jordan Spieth, I want to go look at this uh, this picture here real quick so I can see if I can share with you who he played with. Jordan Spieth, let's see, no, no, he played with Kelly Kraft. Oh, okay. Well, just the two of them went off at 10:20. Some, it, it's awesome. A couple of guys go out by themselves. David Duval went out and played by himself in a practice round on Monday well, at yeah. 8.40 in the morning. Cool. <laughs> Just the odd, odd, strange little things like that. Yeah, Jordan went Hunter Mahan and Mike Weiner went off and played together. Bubba Watson Patrick Reed went out and played together. Oh
1: my God, can you imagine?
0: <laughs> Why is Bubba being such a bitch right now?
1: He's not being it. He is. <laughs> I mean, it's...
0: I have to admit, like, a couple it's of a couple of months ago, I could have said that I kind of like Bubba Watson, but after listening to you talk about Bubba Watson, I've noticed all these really annoying things that Bubba Watson does. Go
1: on, that just inter- go on the internet <laughs> to these to these. What hardcore, is this
0: internet you speak of?
1: Hardcore golf forums where guys who actually are at every tournament. I don't even know who these people are, mm-hmm. but there are stories on there that you'll never see reported about because they're not really important. But there's everybody's got a nasty story about Bubba Watson. Hmm. And um, and there are plenty of nice stories about him out there too. But that's the the whole problem with him is that he's so moody. Uh, hmm. He's he's like a child. Yeah. So completely. You know, you can catch him in a moment, and he's he's you know, I loved when he won the Masters the first time. It was really cool. He he sure. he certainly played. He's a great golfer. Mm-hmm. And he's you know crying with his mom, and he's got the little baby. Or I don't even know if the baby was around then, but he's crying regardless he's yeah. crying it was nice and he was very earnest and i always love guys who care but then you know the mistreatment of the caddy and the constant complaining and i know that it's he might have such a, a whiner and he might have a you know a touch of something that that makes him more sensitive to the environment uh and and you know voices in the crowd but you know you, you would hope to just sort of keep that a little bit from making you sound like you're blaming people for your golf. And yeah. so he does that a lot.
0: What would you think about his comments down in Phoenix that he was only <laughs> appearing at the golf course because a sponsor told to? This you. is,
1: of course, exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> he does that all the time. <laughs> Whenever he's peed he said that about the Olympic Club before the U.S. Open. He said, I don't really like this golf course. I'm not going to play well. He probably double bogeyed the first hole uh, in the tournament. He played like garbage. And, uh, you know, it's not that you have to like Olympic Club, but why not just keep it to yourself? Yeah. Uh, it, it makes it seem like you are... Um, like what a whiner! Is, it may, you know what? It like makes, what,
0: what? kind of a pro goes out there and basically sets himself up sets himself up for failure by giving people a warning? Like, listen, that's it. If if I blow balls, you'll know why. He is like what? Like what, who does it? What, what kind of a pro that honestly enters a tournament with the idea that he's going to win? A great, says that. No, no. no. I mean, you shouldn't he, really even be thinking it, but it fucking says
1: it. He's a fantastic golfer to gamble on because. <laughs> He will always tell you when he's about to suck.
0: Yeah. Could tournament.
1: And if he doesn't say anything about a golf course and he's coming off a couple of decent tournaments, then expect him to play
0: well. Yeah.
1: So that that's the Bubba Watson playbook. Interesting. But anyway, you know, we've all it's moved f- on. That's a
0: fine bit of gambling advice.
1: We we've, we've all moved on from from you know, caring about Bubba mm-hmm. Watson as well. I mean, he's he's probably a Hall of Famer, but it's hard to say. Yeah, that's another interesting. It doesn't. Case. Ta- if
0: you win a major, it doesn't take a whole lot else to get in the Hall of Fame. Two
1: Masters. In in very spectacular fashion, and a bunch of other tournaments, and high in the world rankings for a long time.
0: Yeah, I mean, he probably is, and,
1: and he's so good at golf. He really is. He's amazing.
0: It would probably be really cool to be that good at golf.
1: It, nobody else is ever going <laughs> to understand what it's like to to play golf like that, and th- that's an amazing thing.
0: Man, I'm so jealous. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Phoenix, the Waste Management Open went on since we last talked real quick. That was great. Would you, do you like the 16th hole? Yeah, I love at it. At TPC It's awesome. Yeah. You have but to they, like it too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love I kinda it. I
1: kind of wish they'd put a big cherry uh, pin location in there for Sunday because it's a little too hard. I mean, I think it was different this year. It was back left or something, but I don't recall.
0: Um... Yeah, see you sure guys really, really firing darts on I Sunday. I want
1: the easiest location there possible for for Sunday, so the public can see some aces. There's there's aces there pretty frequently, but yeah, there should be more.
0: Oh man, it would be fu- it would be fun to be there. Yeah, even be- for a guy like me who, you know, not to say that I'm too much of a bitch, but I mean like, I don't like to drink super heavily. Um, well, you'd have to there, but there you almost like you probably would end up drinking 12 beers and you wouldn't even know you, did. you under, did
1: under those bleachers they have a not drunk tank where they arrest you if you're not drunk enough <laughs> most places have drunk tanks this place <laughs> it, it's you You have to drink
0: wild times oh, it's pretty good yeah I mean I, the tournament was okay I, I have to admit I don't really watch I, they probably should just keep the camera on 16 the whole time because I don't know if I really care about anything else going on I kinda, golf I, course,
1: I kind of like the golf course. I played it a lot of times in video games. Once again, it's one of those games that used to be on the Tiger Woods, yeah, totally. The, uh, you know, whatever. So I, I kind of like it because I remember parts of the course. And I like desert golf. I think it's picturesque. Uh, you know. Anyway, it's a good tournament. Sure. Yeah, but I don't have any thought. It's been so long; I don't even remember that, that happened. Yeah. to Tell you the truth.
0: Yeah. It was it was a fun tournament. Yeah. I wish Ricky would have pulled it out and one, but uh, no, it's okay. It's fun. The 16th hole is good for golf. I think it would be very cool if there were more, I mean, maybe not quite to that extent, but more like stadium like, you know, holes on par threes on big tournaments. I mean, that, that just the idea well, yeah, is, mean, is really great.
1: Even that mismanaged Chambers Bay U.S. Open, <laughs> sure. that 18th hole grandstand was cool. Yeah. It Impressive. Was, it was gigantic. Yeah. And the sound that everybody made when Dustin Johnson missed that putt was really dramatic i have to say it was
0: oh oh uh, oh Oh.
1: you never heard such a reaction yeah so (laughs) that was dramatic i liked that yeah the big grandstands are a good innovation for golf totally golf is you know once you get the gallery sizes up that large unless you get lucky you aren't seeing a lot of golf Mm -hmm. so grandstands are a good way to go i mean we all know that it's hard to find a seat and all the best seats are taken and etc etc but at least you get to see a great view of golf and you don't have to crane over people's necks.
0: What's so good about that 16th hole that is probably in play a little bit in some of the grandstands and some of the bigger events, but what they, what they got perfect and what it needs to happen is it needs to almost be like a stadium experience where food and beverage is easily accessible from the grandstands and there's tons of bathrooms. If you can make it comfortable for somebody to sit in that grandstand for seven hours, Watching golf and it's easy for them to, you know, use a restroom, get more food, get a drink, and everything like that. Man, you've you hit a home run. I mean, that that you, that's, that that should be available at almost every tournament. It should be available at every tournament.
1: You make a good point because uh, golf fan. I, I like to to walk around and follow groups and stuff, but
0: most golfers take golf carts. They don't like walking. That's they, true. They, You're like so right. Give them a seat to sit in. They'll make yeah. them make them feel at home.
1: It's true. You you can go to a big golf tournament like a major and never sit in a grandstand once because Mm -hmm. they're all full and that's, and I know that there's a limit to the number of seats you can even fit there. But I agree. Golf needs to go the same direction that all the other sports are going to a more amenity laden thing because they need to compete with TV. And the better TV is the less you give a fuck about going to the golf course. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we all know, and let's not lie that, if you want to see a golf tournament and understand the drama,
0: you watch it you on want, TV. You go and watch it on TV.
1: Yeah, you don't go to the golf totally. course. So that's just a fact. I mean, I would be hesitant to go up to Sunday at a major if I. Yeah, I mean, I I know I'm going to miss the lion's share, but I went to the U.S. Open in 2010 at Pebble Beach, where Graham McDowell won, and I could not even see you know him come on 18 because real estate was at a premium, but. I watched a lot of good golf that day. It was cool. But the, the whole point of that round was essentially Dustin Johnson melting down at the start. And I didn't see any of it. I positioned myself at behind the green at number six. And by then it was over. <laughs> and uh, he was he might have been six over for the round by then. And he was way out of the lead. And I, I didn't even see what happened. He did I, the
0: same thing Phil did, except even more dramatically, is that you could take advantage of those just buttery first six holes of pebble that are just ripe for scoring
1: he could, it wasn't even that he couldn't take advantage i mean it was, it They're was crushing a, him an utter meltdown <laughs> he, he was hitting chips uh, you know uh, DJ. a yard so i mean I. Not so that this I, is
0: not the year dustin wins a major then
1: yeah, it might be <laughs> it always could be i'll never bet on dustin johnson to win a major but he's so talented
0: oh, man yeah totally and he's you know He's super fun to watch, too.
1: And I don't think he exactly choked at the U.S. Open either. I thought that he hit two amazing golf shots in there. If he was going to choke, he could have choked from the fairway. He was good enough to to make that last putt count. And the first putt was just bad. It wasn't really a choke either because it was so baked at that Mm -hmm. point that it just slid away. and It was just he's not the greatest putter to begin with, so what are you going to do? And then the putt coming back.
0: Golf course kind of looked like that.
1: It can always happen. Yeah. We haven't seen enough of that putt to know what happened. I mean, it could have gotten veered off by some crap on that green, some grain. That could hit some there.
0: shitty sand dune in the middle of the the putting surface and just ricocheted yeah. off to – who knows? Exactly.
1: It's... I'm not going to blame him too much for that. Jordan Spieth <sighs> doubled 17. That was almost more of a choke than what Dustin Johnson did. True. Got, True away, talk. got away with it. If
0: Dustin was going to win a major this year, which one would it be?
1: Where are the major major venues at? you've We've spoken about this before, but they escape me.
0: So the first major is at Augusta.
1: Thank you. Um, I wasn't sure about that. One. Uh,
0: the U.S. Open is at Oakmont. Oh, is it? Oakmont. And then the British Open this year. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like all now. Yeah. Forget it. And it yeah, I got, Where I, got I live them
1: in St. Anne's?
0: I bet it's in the U.K. <laughs> and then the PJ Championship is at, you know this. The PGA Championship this year is at, well, shit, I don't know.
1: Yeah, how am I supposed to know that? I think Look I knew at it us, it, I knew golf experts. At, I knew it at one point.
0: <laughs> PJ Championship 2016 will be taking place at Baltus Raw.
1: He could win that. That's a long course. He um, could do it. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm.
0: He could definitely win at Baltusrol. I think he'll
1: win. Yeah, if he wins one, it'll be that one.
0: Is that where Phil won? His? It is. Okay.
1: I was at. I went to a practice round at that. Did you at, at Baltusrol? So nice. I have. I have walked Baltusrol. It was a hundred and eight degrees when I was at Baltus Rall. That That's dumb. I was going to die when I was there, but Baltusrol is a beautiful golf course. It's really awesome. It is so hard.
0: Where's it? Lo- where exactly is it located again? It's in
1: central New Jersey. Okay. And the the rough is as long as hell. And it is just a long golf course. It is not easy at all. Mm. It is very hard. I think, you know, Dustin Johnson doesn't have necessarily the best short game, so that'll cost him in the big long rough. But it's going to cost everybody, so that might kind of even out the playing field. He bombs it. It, it is a... Just crushes It, it favors length, that golf course. There's a lot of trees, so you better keep it in the fairway. But
0: Jason Day could win the BGA Championship. Jason,
1: Jason Day could win any tournament he wants. That Do
0: you think Jason Day will just be the dude that ends up winning like four PGA Championships and no other majors? I think no. I think he'll <laughs> win the Masters. I hope he does. I like Jason Day. He's my favorite. Have I, have I mentioned that yet?
1: He's my favorite for the Masters this year. Yeah. He's come so close so many times. Now the monkey's off his back. He goes in there all loose. Rory McIlroy can't seem to handle the pressure of the career Grand Slam. Spieth won it already. He's you know bored with it. And Fowler, <laughs> Fowler is gonna. It'll be down to Fowler and Day
0: hot takes city and
1: Bubba Watson and Phil then that'll be awesome can you imagine
0: I man I'm just dreaming of a world where like three of those guys are all within like a stroke or two I of know. each other on the back nine on Sunday so good it's my favorite sporting day of the year yes it's it really is the best yes it may go slightly against what we were saying before but Sunday at the Masters is it's one of the most special days on the sporting calendar it's it's so good it's so good. Looking forward to it. Well, any other notes, man? We might, uh, we might be wrapping this thing up here a little thanks, early. Tonight. Thanks I
1: gotta... to the audience for putting up with all of my nose clearing that I was <laughs> doing throughout the show. I
0: thought you sounded spectacular.
1: You know, the illness deepens the voice. <laughs> all right?
0: You look – yeah, you sound great. Well, Kasem, And thank... I look great, too. You were about to say that, right? You do. You look great. I need to hear that. Great. Thank you, Kyle. You, you just, you're just killing I... it today. Thank you, man. All right, Casey. Right. Thank you Until very much, time. my friend. Until next time. Thank you, everybody.